0: Hello and welcome once again to Graphically Novel. My name is Josh Wasta, aka Fallout Fieri. And with me, oh, twice in a day, as always, is my best friend, smart, funny, and a huge pain in the ass. My goose in a world
1: full of cats. I was wondering if I was going to be the cat.
2: You're going to be the flirkin.
0: It's bear. <laughs>
1: I'm your flirkin friend. You're my flirkin friend.
2: <laughs> You'll put your eye with the kid. <laughs>
1: And as always with us, the lovely and talented, the woman that we trusted the one time. Our Captain Marvel. Our Captain Marvel. (laughs) It is Miss Jennifer Howland.
3: Thank you. That
2: was wow. That was awesome. Thank you. And it's my distinct pleasure to introduce our guest. And today we have Meredith Gerber, who is also, I have to say, I have to give her credit, the creator of our very logo.
0: She is our uh, graphic designer for Graphically Novel. <laughs> um, and also the person that I go to for all advice when it comes to social media because she is the social media guru. Absolutely. Meredith, welcome.
3: Thank Hello. you. For Thank you for having me.
0: And we we have waited too long to have you on. We uh you are part of the graphically novel family and we are very happy that you're here today. Thanks for having me. So this season, um, we hand-chose all of our different people for- um, We
3: selected. Yes. With care.
0: With care. <laughs> uh, who we would want on each episode. And for this, the Captain Marvel episode. The Captain Marvel episode. Captain Marvel episode. <laughs> 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 we chose you, however-
2: Captain Carol Danvers.
0: There was Captain a little Marvel. bit of a miscommunication.
2: <laughs> <laughs> We're just going
4: to be out in the open about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah that's just Let's just- Let's, Let's just put just it out running. there because
0: uh, yeah. uh, you thought... That I was asking to be on a Ms. Marvel episode. Fair, Which I
2: know it's so fair much about. I know so much about, but it's fair. It's absolutely fair because ask Josh how many times I referred to this as the Ms. Marvel. episode. This literally
0: walking through the living room on my way to get something from the kitchen or whatever should be like a question, but it'd always be about what we're doing. It should be like so in the Ms. Marvel episode, and I'd like immediately just go Captain Marvel. Um, and it she is con- yes. It, well, it is confusing because.
2: Kamala Khan rocks. Yes, also true.
0: But Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, was Ms. Marvel for years and years and years. Um, way longer than she's been Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel was originally a dude named Marvel. It's a whole thing. They kind of got into it in the movie, but We will talk a little bit about Ms. Marvel, Kamala Khan, because that is the modern context of kind of Carol Danvers, what Carol Danvers was trying to do earlier. And that's why the name was passed on. Um, So we'll get into it. Um, But we did read... Uh, volume 1, Captain Marvel, uh, Further Higher, Faster. Um, further Higher, Faster, More is actually the full title.
2: And it, Okay, and I have to... It, total aside has nothing to do with anything here, but in the 80s, because of advertising, everything I did was... Everything was better, faster, bigger, more. And so when I saw the title... <laughs> It actually made me giggle quite a bit.
0: You can tell that I'm I'm younger than you because all I thought about was Daft Punk. Yeah, I was just gonna say we yeah. went straight to a yeah. Daft straight Punk up. song.
2: Straight up. Um, well, but- I'll be over here with my geritol and my uh, AARP membership.
0: One of those but- is true. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Neither of them are. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> Your metamucils in the kitchen. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) it's for me. It's for you. Okay. Uh... Meredith, you haven't been on our show before, so please give us kind of a breakdown of your experience of graphic novels, comic books, uh, their properties, the whole nine yards.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
4: Um, When I was growing up, uh, we had a comic book shop down the street from us, about three blocks, and it was huge for me because I loved the idea of reading, but it was so overwhelming at first because I was like, I don't even know where to start. I don't know where to start. Um, And that was one of the the things was I picked up a lot of... guess familiar reads when i started like they had like the i very specifically remember they had like a ren and simpy like uh comic book and i picked it up because i was like this is familiar i know what this is um and this is what feels right but at the same time you know i would go to school and people would be talking about like x-men and and avengers and things like that and i didn't understand what that meant um so i started to look into x-men specifically and That's what kind of kept me through most of my comic history was I kind of stuck with that because that was what felt good. And that's what felt familiar that I didn't really start to go out until actually much later in life when um, like the movies came out. Right. Like because that was something that kind of kickstarted it because I had friends like uh, I know Leia, who's also going to be on your Who show.
0: Was just on our last yeah. show for new <laughs> mutants. Yep.
4: Um, Leia and, and um, Jr. and things like that. Um, Jared Green, would Who was on our
0: locking key episode there you go oh.
4: <laughs> um they would start talking about things too where they're like oh my gosh this comic book is fantastic and things like that and so that's kind of what got me to spread my wings a little bit um in terms of what i wanted to do and um jer would bring me comic books he'd be like you, you would like this one
2: uh excellent like excellent source excellent yes. source
4: i slammed yes. down wicked and divine and said yes you read this like oh my like, god and i was <laughs> like oh my Oh my gosh i'm i'm in love with it and, and phonomancy And things like that. Um, And he has a good understanding of, like, comic books to me, as much as the story is important, I will not pick up a comic book that is not aesthetically pleasing. Um, Mm -hmm. I really, really pay attention to the artwork and how it works with the story. Um, And, yeah, so that's kind of been my history is, like, a little late to the game sometimes. Um, But, yeah, so just X-Men and and then now just picking up a lot, um, especially this year, too. I asked people. I was like, "What are your what are your favorite comic recommendations?" And I started picking up more. Um, so there's a lot of really, really fantastic and amazing comics, and I'm excited to continue.
0: Well, and there are some great ways that if you have if you have a relationship with someone, um, there are so many different graphic novels for different moods, different ways in life. Um, probably one of my favorite gifts that I've sent this year is. Um, This year, you've been um, working on a lot of, like, redefining yourself, especially in quarantine and things. Mm -hmm. And um, I sent you the first trade of Sandman. Mm -hmm. Um, Because to me, reading that for the first time made me think, and, and I read it the late 90s, so... I mean, I was late teens, early 20s. It was the first thing that inspired me to redefine myself. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Dream's journey is very much a journey about the self while doing it through an immortal concept being. Um, And, you know, that was just a very personal, you know, way for me to encourage someone. So, I mean, and it it, Wicked and the Divine absolutely could be the same way though, Mm -hmm. you know? Um,
2: I was going to say, um, I think that Sandman is excellent for that because if someone who has all the time in the world and when you first meet him is sort of arrogant about it, if if that person can care enough to change and you who have a finite amount of time, I mean, I think there's a good correlation there for
0: change. Right, right. Yeah. um, But anyway, like not to bring it down or anything, but <laughs>
1: I, I I do think that that there I is think something that's the quickest we've we've stepped away from our source material <laughs> <laughs> into a segue. <laughs> I think there's something
0: there's something very personal in the way that recommendations can happen, and Jr is a great example of that. Mm-hmm. He is very much somebody that will um, cater his recommendations to what he thinks certain people will like.
4: Yes, um,
0: you know, um, I was out, and I know that bear a hulk fan but i wouldn't just give him any hulk
1: book that i happen to come across like mm. i think the only two that i've given you are planet hulk and i gave you the immortal hulk you bought me that uh marvel hulk encyclopedia
0: well yes but that just gave yeah. a history of but you know the stories i make sure to read them first i make mm. sure to look through them because if it's like hulk you know being sitting in a lab with reed richard's you know, as smart Hulk and, you know, I mean, that's great, but if it's an entire like six issue run, I'm not going to give that to you. That's not what you want. Yeah. Out of your character You want Hulk smash But you also want Especially in Immortal Hulk You want the long story
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. I need the dichotomy Between the two sides Of of the character
0: Right yeah. Right So you know I and, and for Jen Like I wouldn't I read a lot Of just random comics And I wouldn't give her A bunch of them Like I wouldn't give her A black cat Spider-Man comic She's just not I mean Unless it was really Really well done But I will find I Certain things
2: Teenage erotic fantasy.
0: (laughs) Black Cat really is my teenage erotic fantasy. And Spider Man.
2: A little bit. Yeah. No, I mean, Black Cat, Spider Man. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, No, I I
0: have that porn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. (laughs)
2: Oh, goodness. (laughs) <laughs> That's not where I was going, but thank you.
0: <laughs> but yeah, it's it's it, there's something very, very personal. And it, it doesn't just go to graphic novels, it goes to books, it goes to movies, it goes to TV, but there's a difference between I liked this, so you should watch it, and I thought of you while I was reading yeah.
1: this or right. watching this. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. Um but that one is imposing my will upon you and one is actually being considerate of things you might enjoy and yes. trying right. to open up your broaden your eyes. Yeah, right, yeah. right, and I think uh, I think the world would be a lot better with
0: the second one. yeah, absolutely.
2: absolutely. Well, and going going back to um, Jr. suggesting things, mm-hmm. he is uh, he is my person who will call up and say, "I'm going to go see this movie," and I do. Would you like to go? I don't ask him what the movie is about mm-hmm. because he would not ask me to go see a movie if he didn't think I would enjoy it. Right. Yeah. So that I mean, to that point. I think that it's, I wish that we could all, we could all be like that.
4: Yeah, let's all be like JR. <laughs> you know, like, like that's 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 the big thing and he got me into fables in my 20s too oh God. you know that's another one that yes. was like i think you would like this i don't think he has ever given me any piece of media whether it's a video game a novel a a a comic whatever that i have not enjoyed and i think that's a special kind of love to to express to your friends is exactly taking that time yeah and taking a step back and saying oh would Jen like this or oh well i like this so josh must like this it's it's it, it's a special Special, special thing. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, and on that note, now that I know that you haven't played the Avengers game, uh, <laughs> that I've been waiting. Because I was going to give you Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, and then you were like, "No, we ordered it." And I was like, "Okay, well, uh, I'm going to give you the Avengers game because it, it is it is starring Kamala Khan. It is, the, it Kamala is the Kamala, Kamala story. Khan game. No, I'm
2: I'm, I'm not joking, it. Mare. It's awesome.
4: Oh my yeah. gosh, I love her so much. So
0: there I'm are ready. there. I mean, there are. <laughs> it's not as buggy as Cyberpunk has Oof. been on the PlayStation. Oof. So yeah. Um, but it, I mean, in and at this point, they've they've improved it, but they just added like. Kate Bishop Hawkeye to it as DLC, yeah. so like they're introducing the larger right. Marvel universe.
2: It made me cry.
0: But um, oh. so so be prepared. Oh, to so get- it'll make me ball
4: my eyes out. Basically. Yep. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm into it. I'm into it.
0: Hydrate. Hydrate. Uh, <laughs> um
4: Just remember to hydrate. That's yep. that's that's the main takeaway today. Is just remember to hydrate.
0: So, I do want to talk about Captain Marvel, and then we will get back to Ms. Marvel because Ms. Marvel is kind of the inevitable next step to where Carol is. And I'm excited to talk about her place in the MCU um, and and what we're going to see from her. But to go back to Carol Danvers, um, we've only discussed Carol once before on this show when we were talking about the worst Marvel plots that should not have existed. And I don't know if you remember, but when she was Ms. Marvel, she was on the Avengers and- uh, Was the, I
2: on the show? Yes. I, was
3: I? There
0: was basically, uh, it was later done as a Star Trek episode uh, in Next Generation, but it was done in the comics where an extra planar being mm. threw himself into her uterus and she had a baby. She basically gave birth to the god. And like when she showed up pregnant, all the Avengers were like, oh yeah, we're so happy for you. Yeah. It was Horribly problematic. Horribly problematic
2: I'm finding it more problematic that I don't Remember being on this episode are you sure I was on this episode (laughs) I know We've talked about it well I'm not sure I was there
0: okay
1: maybe
2: it was You and Bear
1: was it maybe it was Uh, First season
2: yeah anyway Moving on But anyway because I would have a lot to say I would have a lot to say TM About that
0: yeah (laughs) And later I mean this was like an 80s plot and then much Yeah and then she like gave birth and, and like the god that she gave birth to was like oh mother you're going to come with me into my pocket universe she's like okay bye and like left and all the Avengers are oh. like well we're so glad that Carol finally did something with her life like it was fucking horrible
2: yeah no I, I I'm pretty sure like this is not ringing any bells with me at all and if I read this I must be like literally you did not blocking. read it I
0: just mentioned it you oh, know yeah yeah okay. we did not okay. read it that I was, was gonna be say because
1: this No, no, no. No. It had to have been an aside because I don't remember this being a major point of discussion. It was an aside. And
2: I I think that I have blocked it completely. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: so, pre-Captain Marvel, Carol was known for that horrible plot, and she was known for the person that Rogue stole all of her powers from, from. Yeah, that I do
1: remember.
0: <laughs> because when she was Ms. Marvel, that's the way that Rogue can, like, fly and has super strength and whatever else, and she drained all of her powers,
1: and Carol was in a coma for, like, five years in the comics. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah,
2: no, that's not cool.
1: Yeah, um, so... I mean not they covered that in the the... Animated, they did, X-Men. yes, yep. because Ms. Marvel lives in her mind and fights her. And all the time, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, all
3: right. So <laughs> then
0: we have the rediscovery of Carol Danvers. We have what we see, basically, in Captain. They got rid of all of that for the movie, yep. which is great. Good.
4: Yeah, great.
0: Uh, and they kind of. Uh, Hard rebooted Carol Danvers as Captain Marvel instead of Ms. Marvel. Uh, because Ms. Marvel was problematic in many different ways all the way through many, many years. We rewatched it last night. And as we have done this uh, for now, three and a half seasons, um, I start thinking about previous episodes. Ms. Marvel, I would put next to Guardians of the Galaxy as a, there is no wasted minute ms marvel sorry captain Marvel. <laughs> you're doing it josh <laughs> I, know. I'm here. I know i know i have know. my
4: notes i have my notes about ms marvel i'm ready
3: <laughs> um, but i i would
2: but agree
3: But the captain the movie, marvel movie yeah, yeah. Movie. You
0: know, not a single wasted minute
2: no and the it's just I, I
1: it is all killer no filler
2: it is brilliant in the way that it introduces characters that you will see in other like sometimes not even other well okay yeah I guess they were all in other movies movies yes or, you were thinking of Coulson yeah I was thinking of Coulson then I'm like oh wait he is in the movie he was in the movie uh, <laughs> I mean, this yeah. would yeah.
1: have been his first introduction right. chronologically right but
2: But I like that it does that because for a person who is not into the comics or the graphic novels, who has just been into the Marvel Avengers universe as the the MCU movies Mm -hmm. that are recent, you watch that movie and it's like, you're in the club,
3: Mm -hmm.
2: you know? So all of the comic book heads who were into the movies before and they're like, whoa, tearing this apart, you can be like, oh, I know who that dude is. I know what's going on going on. So I think that they did that in a really great way.
0: Well, and even like using Coulson as an example, um, if you did not watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., if you're not a huge, like if you don't watch everything Marvel, Mm -hmm. if you're just watching the movies, you haven't seen Coulson since the first Avengers movie when he was killed. Right. You know, but he shows up here and Mm -hmm. he's a rookie. Like you get the same adrenaline hit that, you know, somebody that watched absolutely everything loves Agents Mm. of S.H.I.E.L.D., go. Going all the way through, like you get the same hit. Of, yeah, that's
3: it's, what I, it's called. That's what I'm yeah,
0: saying. Yeah. Is you
2: don't have mm. to be completely invested in all aspects of all aspects of the media. You can say it's a callback, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, I know who that guy is. I know what he does. I know what his involvement is. He is an integral part of something that is to come, that is not here yet, you know? Um, so, yeah, I like that about the movies. Um, I also just liked how the primary characters in this movie were women. All of them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Unless they were a villain, in which case they were men.
2: Well, I, it, it, mm,
1: not all of them.
2: Not all of them. But I, I would say that the primary characters, of which there are three, because, you know, Fury is not, he's mm. there, but he's supporting.
0: Right. You know? Mm. And it's, to have Samuel L. Jackson be like, you're going to be, mm-hmm. I mean, everybody knows you, so you're going to be kind of the way mm-hmm. into this, but you're going to be.
2: He got to be to a side. comedic actor again.
0: He right? did, yeah. He
2: did. You know, he got to be like and. He, you could just see the joy in his face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Meredith, uh, the first time you watched this, what were your thoughts on?
4: Um. I, well, so, I mean, just on the movie alone, like, the thing I just, off the bat, I mean, because, again, we talk about aesthetics, and something Mm -hmm. that I love is I really enjoyed the 90s feel of it. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that was a good call out to um, a lot of us in the audience, because it, and it just clicked, and it brings back that nostalgia, which is really good and really solid, and um, Jude Law is incredible. Um, Yes. I need everyone to understand that I loved him, Um, and it was really good. Um, I...
0: (laughs) I've loved him since he was Gigolo Joe. How do you know?
4: Yeah, he was just... (laughs) And it was such a... That was actually probably the biggest surprise of the movie was I was like, oh, Jude Law, yes. Like, I was so excited about that. Um, It was... it was a introduction uh to captain marvel and i thought that they did a good job of introducing her um and uh, like Jen had said like you do have a lot of female power in that as well which is pretty solid uh, but yeah i mean like i enjoyed it um it i liked it it was good um i want to see a little bit more of her though um as opposed to like the small bit she's been in like after that um mm-hmm. right. and have her story a little bit more developed um because i mean you can only do so much in movie that's the thing is like, right. i understand
3: that completely
2: well i kind of feel like captain marvel is so overpowered
0: yeah. that's exactly that where i was can, going it's why you don't have yeah. superman It's why you can't have
2: her like yeah I, I would like to see like what she's doing now that she is fully herself mm-hmm. that would be awesome to just have like another movie another captain marvel movie yeah. carol danvers being fucking awesome in outer space protecting like all the galaxies Because it would be, it would be great, but we can't, like, I feel like she's only kind of at the tail end of a movie Mm -hmm. with other characters because she's so overpowered. I mean, yeah,
0: We've discussed it on the show before. I think it was Bear's point is that every Justice League story has to start with, what are you doing with Superman? Yeah, Yeah. You know? And, and... What I found... Why do you
2: put him on the bench? Like, that's the whole thing. Why Why isn't X character who has these godlike powers, why aren't they taking care of everything? At the beginning
0: beginning of every episode of Power Rangers, why don't they just form the Megazord right away (laughs) and step on the motherfucker?
4: Yeah, just get it done. Like that's the right. thing. Yeah. And I felt that um in the last Avengers movie with that overpoweredness where like that's what she that was her arc was she was mm-hmm. just this very big overpowered person and she just showed up and cleaned up and then like and yeah. then bounced. And so, I was like, cool, but also, you know, because you have a lot and I again I know that there's not a lot of time, of course. Like you have eight million Avengers now um that you have to cram <laughs> into you know two and a half, three hours. Right. Um, but I felt that they're was more. I, I just. I want more. I want more character development. Mm-hmm. I guess
3: in that regard. And, um,
1: and I have I, that same. I have that same issue though, like with Superman in general, because mm-hmm. like if you go back to. You know, it's, it's that same problem of if you watch like a lot of the, a lot of the like animated Superman or the, even the comic book stuff, it's like Superman spends the first two thirds of whatever story we're in getting whooped on, like he's a bitch and then just comes back and goes, remembers "Ah, he's Superman, remembers he's Superman suddenly (laughs) and then just stomps on him. And I'm just like, you know, it seems like with somebody with that much power, you need to have, like, we need to have a a longer storyline to figure out some way to test them. Mm
2: -hmm. and I just I just thought of something very interesting so Superman was an alien from another planet Mm. who came to this planet and he only protects this planet
0: I've got that right here Carol Danvers (laughs)
2: is from here and was taken away to another planet got
0: Avengers Endgame she gets introduced one of the first times you see her is when she's talking with Black Widow and she says you're not the only planet that needs my help
2: right and 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 that, she's
0: actually from this planet. Right.
2: Sisters are doing it for themselves and every fucking other galaxy, every other universe.
0: But that's the thing is
2: <laughs> sorry.
0: We're gonna get some DC I'm hate. Not sorry, I'm really. sorry. We're gonna get some DC hate in this episode. We're because... also gonna sorry, get no, some sorry. feminist
2: hate because
0: And that's a that's a later question. We'll see when we get into that. But there are two people in the DC side that you can easily compare Carol Danvers to. And one is Superman, we've covered that. The other mm-hmm. is Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is a god. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Carol Danvers is human.
3: Right? Yeah.
2: Okay. So but that goes back to uh what do you care about? Right, you right. Know? And uh, you know, I, I think that it in the movie, especially Carol Danvers, is she's been told all of her life that she can't be. Mm-hmm. You are, you are a female. Mm-hmm. You can't be X. You know, it's a, it's an algebraic equation. Female is not, less than is either you know, less
1: than or not equal to right X. Yeah,
2: and so her whole existence before the accident, whatever happens to her to turn her into Captain Marvel is trying to prove like the fights in the bar, the you know, everything is saying the, the test
1: piloting because they won't let her actually get in yeah, an actual yeah. fighter jet.
2: Yeah. Is saying my gender does not define me. So, but I feel oh, sorry. like sorry. No,
4: sorry,
0: no, sorry. No. I was.
2: It was a long road, and I'm there now. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, Wonder Woman is a god. Superman is an alien. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have any reason to step out. They've not been pushed. You know, Wonder Woman. Ugh, you know, yes, she's she cares. She cares a lot. We care a lot. Anyway, <laughs> uh, and, <laughs> yeah, um, she cares. Superman, you know, who fucking knows what his motivations are, really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Who cares? But Carol Danvers is, she's motivated by being told what she
0: can't. Do. Yeah, which Wonder Woman did not have because Wonder Woman grew up on an island full of women. Who
2: well, told but she, her she was told. Do well, right. but they told her it wasn't her time yet. Yeah, right. they never told her she couldn't do it. Right. They said you need to wait until it's your time.
0: Well, and right. that that brings us to Wonder Woman eighty four. No
2: oh, fuck. Which I hated alert, that movie? Hate. Alert, I have not
4: hate. watched, but uh, my experience. Do it. My experience has been uh josh uh has been my experience uh i've also read a few articles and so my uh, it's full disclosure my understanding of it is based on other people's reviews of it um but i will say that uh, what you mentioned jen the the articles and the experience that I have read has not been positive for the most part <laughs> that I don't want. It's not one of those things. You know how like... That was really like
2: good. the the best. Like you were like walking on little tiny biscuits to get there. No, <laughs> like, <laughs> no you I know, understand. Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah. Because you don't have that experience so it's not your opinion but
4: mm-hmm, it's yeah. so
2: it's so terrible. It's so bad. Yeah, I hated it. I hated I'll, that I'll, movie.
4: I'll be 100% honest. I saw the first one and I was not a huge fan of it. Um, and I did really, really try. To, the first
2: one was like, a good buddies World War One movie. That was about it. It, it wasn't just really a good Wonder Woman me. movie. Yeah, I mean, it didn't I've really seen worse movies
1: me. than the second movie. Yeah,
2: well, I, yeah. the first, the first movie I liked just because of the buddy aspect of it, mm. like the team. I liked the team. It wasn't about the Wonder Woman. Mythos. So that, to to okay. walk
0: away since since Meredith hasn't seen it, the question mm. that I had and i'm going to leave this to meredith and jen and bear and i will lean back and and stay out of
1: it um what is for yourself i might step in and get bloody okay what is
0: the (laughs) difference between if i were to say this phrase i believe that wonder woman we'll talk about the first wonder woman movie
3: yeah because that's easy
0: wonder woman is passive feminism whereas captain marvel is active feminism.
2: I can see that. No,
0: you're right. I'll sit
1: out because no, I,
2: I, I, I'm, I, I'm, not sure,
1: I'm not even sure I could tell the difference between those two terms. Well, I could. because
2: I think that Wonder Woman, is, Wonder Woman is compassionate and she sees right and wrong. Wonder Woman isn't about, it's not about trying to change the way people think about other people. She's just trying to save people. She's trying to protect people. She's trying... She's not trying to push anyone to think differently. Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, is actively trying to get people to think about women differently, which is feminism. Wonder Woman is humanism. Captain Marvel is feminism. It's Wonder Woman wants people to be kind to other people generally, which is great. Generally,
1: Until she decides that somebody's got to die because she's and, willing to do that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Whereas but people still, like Superman aren't. <laughs> but
2: she's, she's not trying to say, she's not trying to say, Women and art can do things. She's just doing them. Passive. That's passive feminism. She's trying to do the right thing, and she's doing it even though people don't believe women can do them. She's just doing it. Carol Danvers is doing things because people are telling her that women can't do these things. Yeah. Mayor?
4: Yeah, I mean like same same look. Like even though my my experience with Captain the Captain Marvel movie was it was it was okay. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't it didn't grab me like a lot of people, but the, but if we're comparing the two of them, I felt I mean, I'm very much on on Jen's side with this too. And the other thing too with, with if we're comparing the movies, Carol, regardless of my opinion of it, has this you see this like long challenge struggle, you see what she's doing and that she's proving this. And she and you have these really strong female heroes around her and you look back at Wonder Woman. And when I experienced it, I was like, okay, these people like hang on again. This is my my only like exploration into DC was this this first movie. Uh, for Wonder Woman you, you She does it Like, like Jen said Like it's past You know what I mean Like it's It's not this Overwhelming Like challenge ladder That you get to see Of like And and motivators And things like that She just does it um, Which is fine But again, but it doesn't make it uh, For me It doesn't make it identifiable I feel like yeah. I can identify More with with Carol And say Okay this makes sense To me Like okay I've been there Okay I get
0: it You know Like I get that um, Right Diana And this is where I'm going to jump in Go ahead doesn't have an oppressor.
2: Right. Exactly. Right. And yeah. that's what I was
1: going to Diana say. Diana just can't really an be oppressor. an oppressor because she's a god.
0: Right. Because well, right. other well, gods yeah. are her oppressors. Sure. So you look at the last yeah. fight of the first Wonder Woman movie. It's against another god. Mm. It's this huge, like knockdown drag out. The last fight of Captain Marvel is her blasting the dude and saying, I have nothing to prove to you. Yeah. yeah. Which was such I mean, I'm a, I'm a middle-aged white dude. I mean, I'm just saying. I felt that resonate in you. Yes. Like I felt that
1: power and being like, fuck yeah.
2: I have nothing to prove to you. Yes. I am who I am. I don't have to prove a fucking thing to you. Especially
1: not to prove something to you on your terms.
2: Right, exactly. And and I feel like Wonder Woman is like, she was raised where she was raised. She's a god, whatever. But when she's thrown into the culture that we are all aware of she doesn't view like it's not feminism because she doesn't see she's
1: ignoring it she
2: That's doesn't not see that yeah she has not been indoctrinated into mm. that way of thinking and she does so when people treat her differently she's just like i don't understand why you're treating me this way i'm going to behave the way i'm going to behave yes which uh also hashtag god
1: yeah because you have stuck you have stuck <laughs> yeah. a deity into yeah a world of mortals right and so exactly. it doesn't make a difference right. the deity's gonna do what the deity's gonna do so, so it's not really feminism. yeah so
2: there's it, no stakes yeah there's no stakes that's yeah. can that's, i that's, can that's i do weird. the finger to the nose ding 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 ding, yeah. ding, 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 ding. thank you bear yeah. <laughs> that's not feminism yeah doing doing what yeah no it's just not <laughs>
0: So to pull us uh, a little bit back from where we're getting angry mail, mostly from Kat, um, <laughs> um, I want to talk about some of the pairs on screen, specifically who is who is working together and how they're working off of each other. Because earlier, Jen, you talked about Sam Jackson being able to do a comedic role, yep. which we've seen normally with Colson. Yep. Colson provides some really good comic relief while yes. being the S.H.I.E.L.D. agent and and bringing that in. But we talked several times and, Watch it this time. And I'm
2: going to stop you right now because I just want everyone to know how happy it makes Josh to see... The chemistry between the actress that plays Carol Danvers, Brie Larson, Brie Larson, and Fury,
0: and Samuel Samuel Jackson, Jackson
2: on in this movie because it, I mean I I think you actually giggled a couple of times.
3: <laughs> if
0: if Lose anyone here out here has not watched Captain Marvel recently, like post, I'd say post Endgame, if you have not watched Captain Marvel, it's such a fun movie breath
2: of air. fresh yes. air breath yeah. of fresh air
0: yeah. but i also i love and i've talked several times in this in this show uh, i love agents of shield because it builds the rest of the the marvel universe that you don't necessarily need for the movies but it's it you know the same way that netflix the all the netflix stuff all the uh, defender stuff built the street level you True. know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. introduces concepts before they come to the movies to get you ready for it. And then.
2: But it also gives you the. Well, what happens when the Avengers are busy? Right. You know, it's the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that kind of take up that stuff. But anyway. Right. But in off.
0: this movie, this gives the background to that. But if there is one movie in the MCU that ties all of those different parts together, mm-hmm. it's this one. Yeah. Because you have Coulson and Fury, but you also have the crease. So this is the mm-hmm. first time you're pulling in Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. stuff, you know, and, and Ronan shows up and you're like, what? Wait, like, huh? Oh yeah, this is earlier. Like, you know, Ronan has apparently experienced Earth before. Like it's mm-hmm. all of these parts that pull it in, but it pulls it in in a way that's like either you get it or you won't. Which we've also talked about And that's my biggest problem with the DC uh, Cinematic Universe Is when they want you to understand something They hammer it home for five minutes (laughs)
2: Well, the other other thing That I think is better About these movies is You can watch each of these movies And not have to see The others to enjoy that movie Like, they bring Ronan in You don't need to have seen his interaction In any other movie right to so, understand that he's kind of not a good guy, and right. you want to
1: that he is a higher of yeah, bad guy, yeah, yeah. that sure. is going to mess you up. It's going he shows to cause up.
2: problems. And the whole thing is, and it's it's kind of what Hollywood does. But in this movie, it sets it up. It's like, okay, Ronan is a bad guy. He gets away. Mm. Carol is out there in space. Is she going after him? Does she know to go after him? She doesn't know that he was there. You know, it's like, ooh. Are we gonna have an are we going to have a sequel to Captain Marvel because Ronan's there and you know, so I think there was a missed opportunity.
0: Well, and so you have these two parts because the Marvel universe at, at its core, and the thing that I really wish more, not just DC, but more um of these shared universe idea movies would do. Ant-Man is a heist movie. Mm-hmm. Captain America Winter Soldier and by comparison, most of the S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff is a spy movie. Yep. Mm. Uh Guardians of the Galaxy was a space opera. You know, you start yeah. looking at all of these different movies and they're different genres. Mm-hmm. And then here, in Captain Marvel, essentially, it was a dramatic comedy that pulled everything together. Or an action comedy that pulled everything together. Yeah. All of those disparate pieces. And they did it specifically between uh, uh, Avengers... Oh, my God, I can't remember the one before Endgame. Infinity War. Infinity War, thank you. Infinity War and Endgame. Mm-hmm. Like, this was the filler to give you a little bit of fun backstory yeah. so you understood the other yeah. parts of... And, I, I mean, there's a Tesseract in there, and there's, like, you know, yeah. throwbacks yeah. to the Guardians of the Galaxy, well, and that's it's, why, it's that's prepping why, you.
2: Well, and I, and that's that's why I think that that movie was genius for people who had only seen the MCU movies and weren't, into the comics because there were so many callbacks in Captain America. Right. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. Tesseract. It was uh, Ronan. It was Coulson. It was uh, Fury. Fury being his only eye be patch. called. Yeah, his eye patch and only being called Fury. Yep. You know, and only, it, only,
1: I only ever trusted one person, and that's how I lost my eye. Yeah. Right. You know, exactly. he Trusted the cat. Yeah. 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 Oh well, and that's the thing is, and and that was. We've
0: naturally brought it to a question that I was going to ask later, so I'm going to stop it and bring it up now.
3: Okay.
0: Because it also pulls into things like The Mandalorian. I personally love fan service. I do. I, I love I love being on the, the inner knowledge of what's going on, and especially in, in the, the second season of The Mandalorian. There was a lot of it. I'm not getting into details. I'm not yeah, going to spoil we'll anything. Spoil but well, uh, no, <clears throat> explain there was a lot what of what you mean.
2: Explain what you mean.
0: There were characters from the greater... Okay. Star Wars. Call there backs. were characters that you knew that I didn't Call, in the second. Callbacks. It's not even callbacks. Okay, it's tying things together. All right, That's because what a callback Easter is. Eggs. That's what Easter a callback eggs. is. Yeah, okay. well, not even, and not even Easter eggs. It's you had watched certain parts of the Star Wars larger universe that I had not and those characters showed up in the second season of The Mandalorian. Right. Yep. And you were super excited about it, and you were like, oh my god, let me tell you why this is amazing. But again, I could have just watched it and been like, wow, that person's a badass. Right. You know?
2: Right. And that,
0: But yes. that, that's the yes. biggest complaint that I keep hearing from people is like, well, oh, it was nothing but fan service. I'm like, what is the difference between fan service and pulling a universe together?
2: Okay. My take on that is, if that character only serves to excite people who know who that character is and has nothing to do with
1: nothing to offer the nothing plot to line. offer
2: nothing to offer the plot line has nothing to do what's going on has nothing of value to serve what's going on in that current plot line that's fan service and should be kicked to the curb.
0: okay so you separate fan service and pulling a universe together yeah. callbacks yes as you were saying
2: yes okay. because If that character serves to connect what's going on to something else, even if you're watching it for the first time and you don't understand that it connects it to something else, it makes sense to you in that first time you're watching. And if you don't watch anything else, that's fine. Right. It doesn't need to be any more than that because it makes sense in where it is. If it's just like there and you're like, what the fuck was that? And then you have learn that you have to go back and know about this or that. That or the other thing
1: like when you're watching that's bullshit like when you're watching the, the star wars movies episodes one two and three and you see the senate scenes and you see the uh ETA E.T. aliens i am i'm
2: offended that you are calling them the wrong things
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> hi i'm old <laughs> yes i saw star wars the original movie in the theater. Fuck you.
0: <laughs> She's got more geek cred than we do.
2: But yes, I, I think that if I think that if, if you have a scene like that, mm. like you're talking about, and people are like, "Oh my god, I know that character. I've seen that character. I remember that." I think that that's amazing. As long as it doesn't like the the plot of what's going on doesn't rely on you knowing who those people are.
1: No, but it does go back and tell you that ET was a Jedi. <laughs>
3: That's fantastic.
1: Now, how else is he going to pick up these bikes and That's have them fantastic. fly through the yeah. air? And he can touch people and heal them. He's, he's using the force.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, um, in a in a way, to we on this show talk that, about this a lot. But I want to talk about the soundtrack mm. for Ms. Marvel because a lot of the soundtracks that we've discussed on this show have been '80s soundtracks, mm-hmm. and that. And- that very much is, you know, we look at Deadly Class, we look at um, what are some of the other 80s based. I mean, we've done a lot of them. I
2: don't know, but I want to stop you there and say that this is a tie-in to the graphic novel because music, even though it wasn't explicitly stated what it was, was very important in the graphic novel because yeah. there was a character that always asked for music. Yeah. Yeah. Jackie was like, give me something I can dance to.
0: Jackie, the person that you said was a... Uh, so- Ahsoka <laughs> from, from Clone Wars. Uh, I mean...
2: Well, it was Ahsoka in another universe right. because Jackie was not as disciplined as Ahsoka
3: becomes.
0: So I will say I've gone on record as saying I do not like a lot of space Marvel comics. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have not minded the the movies or anything because they do it in a way that I've really appreciated. Mm-hmm. But space Marvel tends to, in my opinion, get up its own ass
2: guardians of the galaxy, especially.
1: Yeah. Yes. I think he was probably going to comment on green Lantern. Yeah. <laughs> well, we <laughs> haven't
0: oh, gotten there yet. Shit. Soon. <laughs> But
2: this doesn't do that to me.
0: Right. This did not because of the characters, Mm -hmm. not just Carol, Mm -hmm. but. Like you're saying, Jackie, you have mm-hmm. this this character that shows up on this planet and is just your flippant mm-hmm. mechanic person, mm-hmm. you know. But the translator, warrior the way that goddess. she descri- <laughs> yeah the way that she describes her job, she's a mechanic. But the translator comes through as warrior goddess.
3: Well,
2: she's an engineer, right? And the defense minister, right? But she, but the translator comes out as, I'm a who are you? I'm a warrior goddess. goddess. And
0: yeah. then like at one point. The- the, the person in charge is like, okay, that's not the best translation. And she's like, yeah, it is. That's the translation <laughs> and, I'm and, using.
2: And Carol Danvers <laughs> says, works for me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and,
0: and that, again, it is it is that attitude. The, yeah. You know, keeping yeah. it light. And Guardians of the Galaxy tries to do that. But I think that, and Guardians of the Galaxy is in this book. Um, And they are fun and flippant. And Bear bear got you owed back. Yeah, no, (laughs) that was me. Uh,
2: uh, But I also think that they... um, It's true. It's true. (laughs) It's true. I think that they... Guardians of the Galaxy were closer to what we experienced in the movies. Right. And maybe the way that they characterized the characters for the movies came from not the Guardians of the Galaxy's movies or uh, comic books themselves, but like where they show up in other places. Because they weren't as much, I mean, I I think we've said this way too much up their ass, but they were like too serious and too whatever. The thing that I liked about this uh, showing of Guardians of the Galaxy is how uh, Star-Lord's lineage got them in trouble.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. Which we've we've seen in the second Guardians of the Galaxy movie, Mm -hmm. and then it becomes a like kind of a thing.
2: But I don't want to, I don't want to spoilers for the comic, but also my thoughts about the movie about how like the main characters of the movie were women. It's kind of that way in the graphic novel as well. The main characters, am I, am, are you checking off the things that you no. wrote notes about? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> but in the comic, I mean, there are a lot of men. It's mm-hmm. pretty men heavy, but the,
0: the people the leaders, that shine,
2: yeah. Well, also the leaders, the real, true leaders, are women in the graphic novel, except
1: for the ones that are evil.
2: Again, you're right. Fair. <laughs> I think <laughs> you're onto
1: something. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, let's let's look at the evil in the world right now.
2: <laughs> I can be evil. She is evil. Yeah, you, like yeah.
1: Evil. Like it was the fruits of the, the devil. Mm-hmm. Evil. <laughs> not that kind of evil. Mm-hmm.
0: So to get. Uh, to to jump back to the soundtrack. Yes. Um, it is the 90s version of like what we've run into with mostly 80s. Mm-hmm. But somebody took the formula and decided like Guardians of the Galaxy was 70s. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deadly Class was very, like 80s. the soundtrack was so 80s but so well done. It was that, good 80s. Yeah, yeah, same with Umbrella Academy. Yep. A lot of that Umbrella yeah. Academy that stuff. had yeah. practically yeah.
1: the best soundtrack I've ever heard. Right.
0: Great. Deadly, Deadly class so good but for so me to say that lasts. any movie used nirvana in a way that i actually enjoyed <laughs> or,
2: or not just nirvana
0: but also whole
2: yeah whole yes. because you were singing i was that whole song and i was just like oh yeah. listen listen I really
0: love. but
2: because there's, I mean, no, there's no love lost there
4: at right. all but,
0: but from the from song. the from the nine inch nails shirt that she's yes. wearing through most of the yeah. movie you know, like, grunge is a good look on you. Grunge is a yeah. good look. Like, it pulls you, it, like, lose the flannel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, Stan Lee reading the mall rat yeah. script. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the bus. Oh well, so reading good. his
2: part over yeah. and over again, which was fucking phenomenal. Right. Because he had he had one line. Yeah.
1: <laughs> in well Breath. no, he had he had several. Yeah, he had He, had the, he talked know. about superhero sex Oh, that's yeah. a lot. That's that's true. He had that that's whole true. thing with Brody. Yeah, but there.
2: the but the like the easiest line he mm. had was the line.
1: But to
0: uh to jump from the soundtrack um and i'm gonna i'm gonna bring meredith in on this one because i know that you have a a big love of analyzing not just character development but the the characters that are kind of chosen for things and how they're put in. In order to bring people into the MCU, obviously, like even though you have Asgardian gods and aliens and everything else, I would argue that the most powerful and least powerful people in space Marvel are both from Earth. And that would be Carol Danvers and Star-Lord. And so now I ask, like, what is the defining trait that brings people to those two characters to bring... Basically, like the Earth, you know. Uh, do you get what I'm saying?
4: Sort of, like okay. Like keep keep going, keep going. Let me see. So, okay.
0: so when you're looking at these two characters, they are so different, and they they are there for such different purposes. Mm-hmm. But why do both of them have to be from Earth? And what does that show in the greater MCU when you have gods and you have aliens and you have hulks and you have? You have basically Captain Marvel, who's the Superman, and then you have Star-Lord, who's Who's a dude? I mean, he's a dude. He's
2: just a he's, dude. Like yeah. he's not he's just, just a, a dude. dude. He is the son of. Well, okay,
0: okay. As, God. You get, based, as you get into based, the yes. second yes. movie, yes. Yes. yes, but the I'm, based I'm on like, first. Yeah. Based,
4: on, yeah, based on first, he is. I mean, Josh, you are right. He is just a dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's just a dude with a tape recorder. Just yeah, yeah. Just a dude with a tape recorder. With a Walkman. Yeah, yeah. that uh, you know, yes, a Walkman. Boom, oh goodness, boom, uh, boom, forgot boom, what that vocab word was. But no. I mean, like, he's just a dude. And I, I think that...
0: I know that when I is- kickstart you on this question that you'll really... I mean, I just... Yeah. These these are the so- sorts of things that when we're sitting in my living room and you're visiting, I will throw at you and, and you'll go. <laughs> yeah,
4: because it's... I mean... <sighs> for me like i like that aspect that yes they are from earth and i think it gives them some essentially identity again we're talking about identifiable characters Mm -hmm. it gives Mm -hmm. them some way to identify right like and when they're from earth like regardless of what they do regardless of what carol does regardless of what star Star lord does at at the point that they're at now yes carol's flying around space and punching dudes in the face like we know that right but like there's, there's some humanity to it, I guess you could say. Like, and, mm-hmm. and that is, I think, lost with a lot of other characters um, across DC and Marvel is that they don't have that moment where they're just from Earth. They are just mm-hmm. humans. They are just flawed they are just these relatable things. yeah they're mm-hmm. relatable and you can you can sit there and say oh okay like star going through this struggle like that i can identify with mm-hmm. um carol is going through this tough challenge that oh my gosh i have been there but like when you look at characters like superman and wonder woman like there's no they're they're a not from earth b they're like ha- there's no identifiable traits where i'm like oh i'm watching a superhero movie where those challenges don't come up like they have right. challenge like like they have uh space challenges uh, and god challenges, which is not identifiable. It right. just that's,
1: and that's they both what grew makes up in hard. happy, loving homes that yep. make right. them make them less interesting. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and not yeah. just that, like
0: Superman was raised as a human, right? Right, but Superman is happy... not human, he's
4: right. not, and it loses that element that you
2: can could... he also came from, yeah, he loses that element exactly because what Hurdles has he had to overcome, mm. other what than her, death.
3: What hurdles? No, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, no, no, no
2: that, like seriously. Following him from birth, well, okay, from landing on Earth to you know, fifty Superman. What hurdles? Oh, the only hurdle that he's had to overcome is to hide how fucking beautiful and fucking amazing <laughs> he is
0: right well and it's it's why my favorite telling of superman has always been smallville uh yes it is a it is a wb show which would then become cw so it's even proto cw but
1: superman's greatest noises from jen yeah Mm
2: -hmm.
1: superman's greatest weakness is not smallville if we don't have a stripper pole uh, installed in your living room shut
0: up (laughs) Superman's greatest or or Clark's greatest weakness in Smallville is not kryptonite it's that he's an idiot
2: he's a fucking idiot
0: yes Uh, because he thinks that everything is the ideal Mm.
2: right that everything is well okay The, the issue I have with Superman is he believes that everyone should behave that everyone in small Midwestern America treats each other and no one in fucking small Midwestern America treats each other well I mean, yeah, okay. So we might, if there's a crisis, we can help each other. Right. But if you live in dies,
1: a small town. Yeah, you'll you'll have lots of, you know, you soup live in a and small town. show up on your doors. No, you live yeah. in a
2: small town. Everyone is up your ass. Yeah. No, and and not in a good way. <laughs> it's not because they care about you. It's because they're trying to find the smallest crack of a problem. It's because they have
1: nothing better to do and they have, every little bit of drama is just the daily stuff that goes on.
2: So yeah, okay, living in a small town is like being in a family. But
0: I will will say, I will say that is how Captain Marvel is closer to Wonder Woman because Wonder Woman in, in, okay, take Carol Danvers, Mm -hmm. take Mm -hmm. Diana, Uh, take Clark. Put them all into a situation where there is no moral absolute where there yes. is no win condition put them in the Kobayashi Maru put I, them in, in I would
2: go with Carol 100% 125%. Well, yes,
0: and and I would say that Diana is even a close second. Diana will try to negotiate. She'll try to diplomat. Yeah, so, but and she, she has no, everybody.
2: but no, the thing is, is the reason I would go with Carol is she completely understands the foibles of man. And when I say yes. man, I mean humans. Yes. Yes. Right. She completely understands how we cripple ourselves. Mm-hmm. She completely understands how we have the potential to be so much and yet and we get so petty. And yet we stop each we stop each other from being the best things we can be. Diana comes from a culture where ev- like we know everything and everyone supports everyone. Mm. There is no one that doesn't support the other. Mm-hmm. And if we do, it's in such a minor way that it's laughable. Yeah. yeah. And Superman, fuck Superman. <laughs> I I have to uh,
4: kind of agree with Jen on this because I have the same feelings about Superman. Again, my thoughts about DC aside, like Superman just, yeah. And and you mentioned, Josh, that like, yes, he was raised human and things like that, but like that all goes away. And I think that he has
2: no, he has no teaching.
0: Well, and and shout out to, shout out to like Kat and, and Loopy who are the people that I, DC people that I go to and I say, make me like Superman. And I find that most of their examples that are sent to me, are showing not Superman, but showing Clark. Yeah. And my favorite Superman comic, which one of the only ones I actually own, um, is American Alien. It was done by Max Landis. I understand that he and of himself is problematic and we can get into the discussion of artists versus their works again, yeah. but... The point is, he writes, it's five issues, and it's Clark as a young child, Clark as a teenager, Clark in his 20s, Clark in his 30s, and Clark in his 40s. And And it's all about Clark. Like, it's very little about Superman and right. Clark as Superman. And that's where you get me. Make me identify. But you have to do that extra step. You have to do that extra hurdle right. because he's not human. And that's when when we talk about Carol and Star-Lord and, like, all of these. Like, you can have this beyond-Earth gigantic weight of the universe
1: on you. But at the end, you're human. Yeah. The minutiae right. of their lives is still going to be analyzed as being immortal. Right.
0: Right whereas like even if you go back to Smallville or you go back to Lois and Clark or you go back and to Lewis most of <laughs> most of the even the the Chris Reeves movies Yeah Superman Clark cheats Clark writes an article at supersonic speed in 6 seconds because he's out of time yeah. you know when the going gets tough Clark will be super right. Um, you know and, and most of our other heroes that if they're human that's not the first thing they think of they don't think of their powers no. Carol specifically is so tied because her powers were not something that she's always had is that she just wants to deck a dude and sometimes she shoots a photon beam at them depends
2: yeah right, and I wanted to bring up one thing what was it bright what was the, the movie that... bright burn bright burn so Superman is you know we we want to believe that this being is influenced by his you know wholesome midwestern upbringing
0: i'm holding out my hand i want you to take my hand okay. congratulations my dear you are lex luther well mm.
2: damn straight that, yeah, you in, you know, in, in,
0: any, in any well done yeah. depiction of lex luther yeah. that's his problem he's yeah. like no nobody can have infinite power because right no one should have infinite power. He's like, not even me.
2: Exactly. And that makes him a bad guy. No. That's why Superman is problematic. That's why Carol Danvers can't be in every single superhero movie because she does have that power. She's overpowered, but she's got the right... Scope. Scope. She has the right morals. She has the right mindset. She is... She understands... Like her mindset is, I have been contained all of my life, and all of my life, I have sought to outdo, to break out of this containment, and now all of a sudden, I have all of these powers, and that humbles me.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So, I mean, and this-
2: I am, I am in awe of this, and I am not going to use this in the wrong way because. <laughs> I have been pushed down for so long that I'm not going to allow myself to become someone else's oppressor. Right, right
0: which they show in those get back up moments.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to say this and then I'm going to, again, step back and let you and Mayor go. Okay. Do you know what Carol has had to face that Wonder Woman has not? Gaslighting.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, yeah, uh, 100%. Also, uh, gaslighting, but also... Uh, and I... I think that also me being older, I'm sorry, I just said also like 15 times. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I am older, but I am just old enough to truly understand what living in a culture where It's just assumed that you're, you're female, you're a woman. That's not something that you do. You're not allowed to do things like this because you're a woman. And that's never explained to you. It's never explained why it's just, you don't do these things because you're a woman. You accept these things because you're a woman. And I'm not talking about like, a job I'm not talking about being uh, whatever I, I, it, it's walking down a street alone it's it's goes so far beyond that and I think that they did it very elegantly in this movie without going too far outside of what was needed for the plot but they they very pointedly made that evident mm-hmm. Maren what do you think
4: I you Jen you took the words right out of my mouth <laughs> like, 100% because I was sitting here and I'm like oh Jen I already said that okay <laughs> okay. No, <laughs> nope. Jen already said that. Very good. And like, Sorry. I hate, I know you did a really good job of encapsulating exactly what I wanted to say in a very elegant way. I mean, like a hundred percent, hundred percent
0: agree. But well, that's okay. Cause I've got I've got the next teed up.
2: Okay. Well, hang on. I have to say that this is one of my favorite Marvel movies, mainly because of the fact that it talks about these things and that it blows them out of the water.
0: Oh, God. You know, you'd be prettier if you smile. And then it doesn't even show her beating the shit out of the dude. It just shows her driving
1: away on his motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah. Like, (laughs) she doesn't even. She she, she didn't even beat the shit out of him because he got off his motorcycle and went inside. Right, and then uh, and
2: then they said her, the swip- motorcycle was stolen. Yeah, um, and uh, okay. she's just like she was just like, yeah, well, you know, I think I'd be a lot prettier on your motorcycle. So <laughs> I- right, right, yeah. yeah.
1: Right. It cuts. It cuts and, to the scene where there's the, a mannequin that is no longer clothed, exactly. Right. and the, her riding off on the motorcycle. And
2: and and it makes the point that it, you don't, Carol Danvers. I don't need to. I don't need to actually face those gargoyles, those trolls, those terrible human... Human beings, I don't have to physically or emotionally or mentally face them. I can choose to say nope mm-hmm. and do the fuck what I'm ever going to do they don't deserve they don't deserve anything they don't deserve a beating they don't deserve a comment they don't even deserve my presence
0: that's even earlier in the movie because when you're going through her memories the guy that's like do you know why they call it a cockpit she fights him yes but later in the ship it's just replaying the memory and she just like without even looking backwards just zaps the screen and keeps walking yep like she is so beyond yeah it and that that that's point. what just I love them. yeah
2: because I've lived that I've lived so many comments about the way I look about being a woman yep. I, I've been scared and it's this movie just is a like yes you know and it's not be- beating guys up no I don't want to beat these guys up they're idiots no. they are so far below me that they don't even deserve anything and that's what this movie says
0: and i like it i like it so mayor i'm about to hand you the mic because uh i know you've got a a lot to say no
2: it's okay no
0: on kamala Khan. oh my
4: gosh Please, Please. So I love it. I'm what gonna do you give you. Know?
0: I'm gonna give you. A, I'm gonna give you a bad news, good news.
4: Mm. Okay, like give me the bad news first.
0: That's perfect because I was gonna anyway. <laughs> uh, so, Ms. Mind. Ms. Marvel was written by um, an all star team. Uh, they not only wrote it, but then they directed it. Yeah. And the names are Anna Boden and Ryan Fleck. They've done a couple other things. They did the Affair on HBO, which is apparently just amazing, and I got to check it out. Mm. But they were the writing directing team that was chosen. They will not be doing Ms. Mar- uh, Captain Marvel 2 because they are doing the Ms. Marvel show. Yes. What for Disney Plus? What they are the ones that went and found the the actress who is an unknown fourteen year old uh, Muslim American. Yep. Which I appreciate to do, Kamala. <laughs> so Meredith, I want you to tell us why is this the perfect team to take Captain Marvel and then make Ms. Marvel? Oh God!
2: Gosh, that's a <laughs> no load of question. No pressure. Okay. That's well, a really loaded question.
0: Well, then why why is Kamala Khan the greatest person? to hold the Ms. Marvel moniker after Carol.
4: Okay, here we go. Now this this yes. I can answer. The thing about oh gosh, there's so much. I have so many notes. Uh yes. do you have four hours? Um so when I so a little personal, so when I was like looking into comic books and things like that, and in someone, gosh, it was either Josh West or Josh Harris, one of the two, um, suggested, Oh, you should check out Miss Marvel. And I was like, Okay, sure. You know what I mean? Like that's fine. And I fell head over heels in love with her. Like right? she, the thing that's here's the thing is a lot of times I've been giving comic books they're like here's the you know person's origin story mm-hmm. and I'm like okay and it's very like super fast super like okay this person has their powers awesome they're ready to go now they're part of the Avengers everyone's best friends and so with this though it's very slowed down yes. um you meet you meet um Kamala Khan she's 16 she is this Pakistani American she is a normal 16 year old and the thing that they do is they really really slow down her origin story she absolutely Absolutely has this. We talked about this humanization. She has this humanization that all of us have been through in high school, where she's like, "I don't want to be who I am." She's, you know, she's jealous of the the blonde girls. She's jealous of the popular girls. You know, she has her parents breathing down her neck, essentially being like, "You know, when are you going to, you know, accept your roots? Like, when are you going to pay more attention to this?" And that's the type of struggles that I, as a person, have dealt with, and I know so many people have. And that's what is so great. About her and she's this Fan of of the Avengers So like there's Mm -hmm. that like I like kind of that like Weird window where it's like okay Like the Avengers already exist they are already There you know what I mean she's not just someone Who's gonna like get whacked with super serum You know or get you know Shipped off to a military base or whatever She's just a 16 year old girl Trying doing her best Um, Uh,
0: uh, Meredith just real quick an interjection Yeah the first hour of the Avengers video game is that Kamala's been invited to a giant Avengers Day thing because of her fan fiction. Yep.
4: Yeah. That's but that's the thing though is she's just right. this normal person. She's normal and I think that's really cool about it and i mean you know and the friends she has and stuff like that and the whole thing that makes her great is after she gets changed you know she, she becomes miss marvel after she gets changed one she has no idea what the hell she's doing two mm-hmm. um she is so invigorated and being like i just i'm i miss Marvel. Well, i'm gonna help out the community i'm gonna do all these things and she bombs she fades yeah. she, she bombs and bombs and the thing is too is like like her best friend like like bruno is just like this is all dangerous and she's like i don't Care, I'm gonna do it. Um, because that's how you are at 16. Yeah, right. you go through that where you're like, you're like, fuck the system, fuck my parents, I don't give a shit. Right. (laughs) Yep. Sabrina,
1: no. Sabrina, yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But
4: then you, then you bomb. And the thing is about the trade. The first trade is like, you don't get this, this perfectly sculpted superhero, and she does the thing that they don't show. Also, uh, in a lot, and I know that they do in some comics. I'm sure. I'm. I'm not saying this has never happened. They before. do it
0: in the in the flash show. They because yeah. Barry fucks the world so many times.
4: Yeah, and like she like she fails I mean like one of the one of the first I think the second time she goes to save Bruno's brother she's like all the superheroes have it together they have it together they don't need a plan they don't need anything so I don't and she bombs and like that's cool to say hey like she's flawed in that way and maybe superheroes don't have it all together and it brings this very wholesome idea back that like some superheroes that we look up to might not have those. You know what I mean? And it's good, too, for the generation growing up now with comic books to say, oh, my gosh, like, she's just like me. Like, she's not perfect. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She didn't get her powers and boom, she's saving everybody. Right. Um, and that's well, and cute. it's
0: also it's also great because her two main mentors mm-hmm. are Carol Danvers yep. and Peter Parker. Right. Yep. And she ships them. She wants them to be her parents.
4: Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And and like, it's
0: so funny because she just doesn't understand that they have separate lives right, or whatever. Right. No, because she's but, 16. Yeah. Right. Right. And it's so good yeah. because she gets the you're gonna fuck up, you know, from, and Carol and Pete are the perfect two mm-hmm. to be like, you're gonna fuck up. No, like, you're
3: really <laughs> going to. I, right.
4: And I feel that's important too because I feel that if she had any other mentors then it would have gone a different direction because most of her ideas of superheroes are, from the Avengers and some of them, quote unquote, flawless. Right, uh, yes. and so I think. Well, Tony good.
0: thinks he's flawless. Well, so, yeah, you know.
2: and I but think still. that it's it's important, and it's it's really a handoff. I mean, the only reason that Carol is more in control of her powers is because she's been trained. Right, she's been trained to <clears throat> use the powers that she has. And Kamala has, like, she doesn't even know what her powers are. And yep. then they happen and she's just like, I don't know what to do with this. How is yeah. this helpful? Yeah. You know, she's got to figure out, how, you know, how to control it. Then mm-hmm. she's got to figure out how that can be helpful, you know?
4: Yeah. And, and they have that happen, like, literally where she's like, oh, I can I can stretch. That's great. And then, like, she gets shot. She gets straight up shot. Mm -hmm. And like, there's this very dramatic moment where you're like, "All right, like, is this it?" And then, boom, she has healing powers. And but that's that's it's a nice progression. It's like she is leveling up each time. Yes, she's learning something new. And the more she accepts who she is, which is which is the moral of the story, the more she accepts who she who she is. It's easier to use her powers.
2: I was going to actually. You just segued into what I was going to. Her powers are so poignant because. It it, it's body dysmorphia like what she can do with her body is you know for for a 16 year old in our world today a woman a 16 year old woman who has a hard time coming to terms with the body that they have and then to have a body that can do the things that it that that her body can do is just like The fact, I'm just going to say, she's fucking awesome because, (laughs) you know, it's like, oh, okay, well, okay, this is my body. And the, oh shit, like my arms are super long and my hands are fucking huge. What, you know. Yeah. I, I think that that is... An interesting superpower to give to a woman at this point in time. Well, it's yeah.
0: it's it's pretty much the same powers that Mister Fantastic of the Fantastic yeah. Four has. Oh, you But mean... she does them.
4: No, Stretch not Armstrong. Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> no, I, I I saw that. I saw that happen in real time. <laughs>
0: um, but she uses them so differently. Like
2: she, she does. But the thing is, is like you've got and. I understand you're you're a boy and you don't look at women in the same way, but like you know, I don't have small hands for a woman. My hands are not that big, but I don't have small hands for a woman, and so that kind of was like, oh, I don't want people to look at my hands. Sure. I don't want to wear rings. I don't want to wear you know nail polish. I don't want to call attention to my hands because they're not that small. Right. We're talking about a a 16 year old who can make her hand. Larger than a taxi cab. Okay. In biggin'. In, big in Like. And that's yep. fantastic. I mean, that's amazing. Her whole thing is in big yep. in. Big and we are trained as women to make ourselves as small as possible.
4: Yep. To fit into small spaces. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And like that's. I'm such sorry.
2: Like- this has turned into, you know, yeah. hello, Captain Marvel. This is the feminist podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like
4: it's, it's, it's so true, though, because yeah. like when. And the thing is, like I said, is like the thing that I always, always think about is who this affects, right? Like, of course, mm-hmm. this affects me as a 34 mm-hmm. year old. And because I look can look back and be like, okay, yes, I didn't go through the same struggles she did, you know, as a Pakistani American, but I but like her, I want to fit in, I want to yeah. be somebody else. I don't want to be this person anymore. And like trying to constantly change yourself. And then you're given the power to do that. But it is but like she understands it Then like she gets mm-hmm. it where she's like, no, like this is my body. Like I can, I can change it however I want to. But like she's still happy with it, like, and she's right, like, it's okay now, you know. And that's cool about it because that's that's a thing that I always think about with like how you said with, with 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 hands, like, right, like is you're just like you get to look down and say, you know, like, oh, you know, I don't necessarily like like, you know the shape of my legs, but I can say, like, oh, but it gets me from point A to point B, I can walk, right. I can do these right. things. And that's such a great, great thing to drive home again for kids, any exactly. and, and, and anyone, you know, exactly. That's good.
2: Well, and and that was. I, I felt like what the comic did was... I'm a 16-year-old. I have so many, like... I'm not happy with a lot of things about who I am. And then this happens to me and that doesn't compound how I am not happy with who I am. It actually focuses me right. on being able to say, this is who I am. And this is, it's, it's. Cause now
1: <laughs> it, I don't have any outside. It's beyond, factors. it's beyond,
2: it's beyond being enough. Right. It's. It is. I am beyond thrilled that yeah. this is who I am. Yeah, mm-hmm. because, because now I don't
1: have to worry about what my parents want me to be. I don't. Well, have to yeah, worry about what no. My friends beyond that, be, it's I don't it's just to-
2: like you know, it's it's just I don't feel those outside pressures. Mm. Yeah, I understand and. I feel like the Miss Marvel comics try to do it in a way that it's like you don't have to have superpowers to to no. feel this way. You can you can be happy with who you are and what you have without being Kamala, right?
3: Mm-hmm. You know.
2: Right. Sorry, I have really taken this up. I need to. Maybe I need a podcast.
0: There you go, feminist <laughs> podcast. Let's
2: talk about shit. You
0: and Mayor. <laughs> yeah, we'll do it. One hundred percent. So, um, Meredith, normally we ask uh would you keep reading this comic mm-hmm. but uh since you, read, would you, read, every, since you yeah. read ms marvel <laughs> instead of captain nope. marvel uh through our discussion are you now interested in reading captain marvel
4: a little bit more, yeah. I mean, like especially because one of the again, like I like I've mentioned, like Miss Marvel, the movie was okay for me. Um, but Captain Marvel or Captain Marvel. See, look, we're doing it again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's the curse. Jen brought the curse into the podcast. Um, Woo! <laughs> but yeah, Captain Marvel was okay for me. But again, one of the problems that I had with Captain Marvel was it's missing a lot of about. Um, so now I want to kind of get into it to be like, okay, what else are you about? besides mm-hmm. you know this movie and then you become Superman like what mm-hmm. else is going on in I guess the human aspect I like want to know more about the human aspect so yeah I now would like to read more to understand her better um, than what I've seen on screen so yeah.
0: Yeah, will you keep reading this comic
2: Um, maybe and I would caution that Mary you're not going to learn anymore because oh. fucking Carol Danvers lives in the Statue of Liberty <laughs> do not like um <laughs>
0: as <laughs> dating Rhodey.
2: as dating Rhodey. um also in the beginning in the beginning but also i think that in the movie they did a really great job of um making her best friend and her best friend's daughter mm-hmm. african-american mm-hmm. They, they are
0: they have, are also in the comic
2: no they are not they are blonde the daughter is blonde and the mother is redhead in the comic mm, yep okay yeah just read that this morning i can't
4: i can't <laughs> i literally can't argue with anyone because i have no idea what's going on so but i thought it away.
0: I will Well, because Monica that. is is Ms. Marvel later and is black in the comics.
2: I will show you
4: okay.
0: later. Oh,
2: Never mind. We don't need to do it here. Anyway. <laughs> um, I- I I just, the comic itself was interesting and it was, well, no, it wasn't. I mean, it had similar aspects, um, protecting people that you don't think need to be protected, kind of finding them a home world, you know?
0: Yeah. 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 It is similar.
2: So it's similar, but in a different way. And I think that it was in the movie, it was done in a way that tied it into other movies. In the comic, um, Actually, really supported more of the like women as leaders and men as villains, (laughs) as Bear likes to say. So that's what I
1: have to say. Well, I mean, you've got, you've got the Emperor and you've got, um, who are the, I can't remember the the race that's all in the, the en- Enviro suits because nowhere where they stop has got a comparable Right, lover. right, a, yeah, I'm I remember. Yeah. Like, those are the only two men you really deal with, aside from some of the right. supporting characters. Right. Like, as far as leaders go. Yeah. Bear,
0: will you keep reading this comic?
1: Uh, I, I would, um, assuming that I had time. The, the story that we read um, wasn't a super gripping story.
3: Compelling. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it
1: wasn't it wasn't super compelling. Um, it, it was fine. Um, I think we've read some other stuff that's been a lot more like the plot line for, you know, in our last episode of the Demon Bear Saga, I thought was a very compelling story, even though it was very poorly written. <laughs> 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 oh, <my God. laughs> like the plot line itself, I was like, this is a very interesting plot line to me, as opposed to this one, which is just, it's kind of like. You know, just another adventure day in the life.
0: It was a lot like the Wonder Woman story we read. Yeah, yeah. Person well, goes I actually, to another planet and is supposed to be the diplomatic.
3: Yeah.
1: I actually appreciated that one a little bit more because it had some um some decent little flashbacks and you know and incorporated a little more like you know going back to the island and whatnot. Right. Uh, to the mascara and stuff. Um. It, it, like I said, it wasn't a bad story. It just wasn't wasn't as compelling as some of the other stuff that we read. I'd like to maybe read some more and see if they've got you know some more compelling story arcs.
0: So, I will tell you um the one spoiler that uh, little spoil that I would give from the comic that we have not discussed is that Goose the Cat does exist in uh, in the actual, Universe, and mm-hmm. but his name is Chewie. Yes. Or her name. Her name is Chewie. Her name is Chewy. Uh, because and the person that recognizes that it's a flurkin is Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. Who yeah. attempts to kill it as much as he possibly yeah. can, and he says, "You need to kill that before it lays eggs." The next story
1: for <laughs> okay. Captain
0: Marvel is
1: Chewie lays eggs. Oh, that would be yeah. That oh sounds like goodness. something. Yeah. That sounds like a much <laughs> more compelling storyline for me. <laughs> much more interesting. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, yeah. I mean, in all I have to say is in the movie universe, Carol Danvers would be like, uh, yeah, that's a flurgan because I've seen what it can fucking mm-hmm.
0: do. Right. Yeah.
2: And you would, you, would you read more?
0: Um, I probably will. I think this is going to be one of the ones that I put on my shelf. I really, really do enjoy, um, Carol Danvers as a character. She hits, I do too. She kind of hits my smart ass.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh powerful yeah. but but has grounded. 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 Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well,
2: and I have to say as far as like visually and Meredith you'll you'll appreciate this. Mm-hmm. So there was one thing that I thought was very I just I don't know why but I noticed it. In the movie, when Carol Danvers does her um, you know, like the the outer space mask that has, you know, so she can be in outer space and flying around or doing whatever, her hair is out.
0: Oh, it's the yeah, it's the, the mohawk it's part. It's the mohawk, um, but, but that's a that's a nod to actual she that was one of her costumes for a long
2: time. I know, but it was and it was in the comic, but and that was a nod, but I did and I liked it, but all of the other characters didn't have any like if they had tentacles or whatever everything else was tucked in in mm. the movie everyone else just had like a helmet and over their face and hers just looked like kind of a natural extension of who she was
0: her punk rock yeah. kind of well not,
2: well not just punk rock but it was just like it just looked like it looked more natural it didn't look like it didn't look like she needed to have a specific outfit or uniform or armor to make that happen you know it's just like it just happened like on everyone else it was like oh yes I've got this suit that does this thing mm-hmm. and on her it just looked like oh yeah yeah, this is just what happens when I go into space
0: well and one of the other parts not specifically about that but more about costumes mm. is when monica uh the the kid is going through all of her different costumes all of those are costumes that she's had throughout the many, oh many that's years. funny
2: oh, awesome yeah 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 and i liked i just i really liked By her, the way, her oh, relationship sorry. with her best friend and maria okay so maybe that's what another thing i didn't like about the the, the graphic novel is it really didn't speak to how close they were carol and maria were um and i I suppose we needed to see earlier issues maybe to see their relationship but
0: right well and this is also going to be one of my last uh little pokes to when we do future episodes but wandavision Mm -hmm. uh we have watched A lot of those trailers, Mm -hmm. the woman that shows up and doesn't know like why she's there or whatever, the the Mm -hmm. black woman, that's Monica. That's an older version of the child from Captain Marvel. Mm -hmm. So that character is also going to be as is um, Darcy from Thor. The Cat uh, Dennings character. So they're pulling a lot of the
1: secondary characters. So the first Thor, when he was... First and second. First and second. Well, and he's got... Um, well, what's her name's in there that he's supposed to be dating? The actress. Uh, uh, All right, get the D out. She had a... Hold on. She had a rap. Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. There you go. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> nice.
1: Na- yeah. Her assistant. <laughs> her assistant in the first couple of movies. It was oh. Kat Dennings. Okay. Yeah. She's going to be in WandaVision. But...
0: They're they're pulling a lot of like the secondary characters
3: into Wandavision.
0: So Monica's story is actually going to continue in Wandavision.
2: Nice. I like it.
0: And they're going to use that as kind of the Good. Yeah. Good. Um, so I'm really excited about that because I do. Also, don't don't
2: hate me. I don't dislike Cat Dennings. There's just one place that I thought she was not appropriate. Sandman,
0: the audiobook.
2: Yes, thank you. Her she
0: just Meredith, thank you so much uh for coming on the show. Do you have Thanks any for
2: having
0: me. do you have any plugs or anything you would like oh, our yeah. to Oh yeah, come on. What you got to?
2: going on, Meredith?
4: Oh gosh, I have so much going on. Uh can I talk about like my real life stuff? Yes. Do it. Yeah. Yes. Do it. All right. Work. All right. Okay. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Okay. So, uh, my main job is drive through RPG. Yes. Um, but the thing I want to tell you guys about drive through RPG is we do have, and this is relevant, we do have a site called drive through comics as well, yeah. um, where you can get a lot of comics, especially um, we have a lot of the like we have Aspen, we have a lot of uh, big companies, but we have a lot of independent companies too. So, it's a really, really good place to go if you're looking for new comics, which which is awesome. Um, What else do I have going on? Uh, Oh my gosh. I'm like, of course, like it's like I'm blanking. I'm like all the things (laughs) I do. Um,
0: You are a social media guru. I'm
4: a social media coordinator um, specifically for Ysberg Games because there's a video game publishing company um check that out um i do art direction for onyx path publishing uh doing that as well um you can find more about me on my website at meredithgerber.com. follow me on twitter at meredith gerber and you can follow me on instagram at meredith a gerber and i think that covers everything yes it does and if you aren't what if you aren't reading uh miss
2: Marble, please go pick it
4: up and uh
0: we- and you will be doing the logo if uh lay and we i do- ever get this rep conversation yes
2: well, we also, are everyone should know while you were doing that, mm-hmm. I was like cheering, thumbs up, yay! <laughs> I was like physically manifesting. Please follow Meredith. Check out her work. If you
0: need do anything, it. Oh, do it. Artist-wise, she is amazing.
2: Thank yeah. you so much.
0: Like literally, okay. So the graphically novel logo, you I, can look at it. I
1: love that you you straightened I know, out I your well, shirt I'm and did the to, did the van white with your shirt, even though we have no video for this. Well, them. Meredith <laughs> can see it. Yeah, I can see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um
4: I matter she did the, she <laughs> did the right. logo
0: basically based on a very very rudimentary idea of what I thought the show was going to be yeah um and encapsulated it yeah it's, no it's, it's perfect great it's
2: great and also I mean seriously I wasn't gesticulating wildly out of nowhere Meredith does amazing work Uh, and and i'm not being paid for this no (laughs) i want people to understand that she puts so much heart and soul into what she does and it shows it absolutely shows um check out what she does i'm sure you'll love it i know i do
0: thank you (laughs) oh we're gonna make her break down so y'all are
2: the
4: greatest
0: Well, and we'll see you as soon as the world stops ending. Yes. Yeah,
4: yeah. Got first stop. I, I, I told them at the top of this show that the second, the second we get the approval that, that it's safe and it's okay. Whatever that weekend is, I don't care if we have plans already. We will cancel that. Well, don't and care. you gotta
0: you gotta grab JR and Leia because yep. I have written the second part of Riverdale weekend. Oh my oh, gosh. Oh, no, well when we
4: come up there, we're doing Chicago.
0: Oh, it's that's be- right. It is Chicago. Yeah, I was Locked gonna say too. it better Locked not be too.
3: hot
2: as fuck because Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we were melting. <laughs> yeah, to
4: give the to give the listeners a quick quick thing is um Josh and I don't do things in halves. Um, No,
0: we are extra as fuck.
4: Yes. So when we do themed weekends, which is kind of like, it's just become a thing when we go to Iowa, it's just like a, like we have a themed weekend and it's like, we have themed food or we have a themed game or a themed movie or whatever. Um, We go all out. So we were going to do kind of a Chicago weekend where we played Vampire the Masquerade, which is a tabletop game. Uh, Mike Tomasek, uh, who will hopefully be on your second show, uh, wrote for in Chicago by Night. Um, We were going to do a session, like a one-shot session. And then Josh was going to create Chicago dishes from Chicago Chefs. Uh, yep. So, because again, we don't do things in halves. So,
0: hopefully, and, well, and that started.
4: Wait, you're when bring, I did... you're
2: bringing the malort, right?
4: <sighs> oh, oh, not
0: Okay, cool. And it's that not that all...
2: bad. No, it's it awesome.
0: Is, it is. that bad. <laughs> uh, and but that all started because we had a weekend for Jen's birthday, and I did a little fears weekend, mm-hmm. and I started the day where everybody had to wear jammy jams and watch their favorite cartoons and eat cereal and like we spent because little fears is a game where you're playing a child so we spent a child day uh until we played the game and that was kind of our first and majorly themed weekend
2: rental wasn't
0: it yeah it was oh shit Mm,
2: that was a tiny house
4: it was a it was a cute house But uh, yeah, and and Josh of course went out because again we don't do things in halves.
0: Right, mm-hmm. right. No, I actually bought a princess cake, uh, it was awesome. like a like an eight year old Disney princess cake that we ate. And yeah, also Assassin's Creed, which is a big yep. thing. And we ate a lot of French food. And that's when we found out that Jen was that and the same weekend. No, no, not- you okay. came
4: you came to us that weekend. Yeah, I was going right. to say
3: that because-
0: was.
4: Yeah, that was right, the weekend right. that um, Josh and I went shopping and then we came home with the stuff for the charcuterie board and you and Mike looked at each other and said, nah, grabbed your keys left and came back with a ton of cheese and meats and, and delicious things that we had for our charcuterie board.
0: Right, of course. right. The first Tour day Fucked Up weekend was the one where Jen and uh, Hollywood can't be trusted next to a bakery no. because they bought like eight loaves of bread.
2: No, 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 no. You, you're misstating. You couldn't appropriate... Appropriately enjoy the bounty that we
0: were
2: able to find for you of course, of
0: course. <laughs> anyway uh thank you so much Meredith. we'll cut it off but we'll we'll absolutely keep talking yes. but please everyone uh join us next time when we will have roger mccready here and we will be yay. talking about green lantern oh yeah
2: i i have no predisposed information so this will be awesome
0: <laughs> hey it's a ryan reynolds movie
2: <laughs> okay i'm all for ryan it.
0: reynolds is great
2: yeah okay
0: so this will be a fun Maybe. episode tune in next time <laughs> and until then take it away vandello <gasps>
5: old trouble villains always knocking at the door. Pretty pictures on the page, but nothing ever stays the same
3: do 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 do
5: Come at me, and I'll show you something you ain't never seen before. I'll just get along, my mask is no different than yours Pretty pictures on the screen But nothing's ever as it seems
3: Nothing's ever as it seems. do do do-do, do-do-do-do